There's a wonderful spirit in this room tonight, and I think it's a spirit of expectancy. I'm believing that God is going to answer prayer tonight. We're going to give you a chance or an opportunity or a privilege to be able to respond and just get into the message. So, Father, we thank you and welcome you, Holy Spirit, into this place. As we do something so wonderfully sacred that is receiving, some would say lifting, the tithe and offering. God, there is not a better way that you chose to really check our hearts and our trust and who we lean on than when we give that which seems to be so sacred to culture, money. Money has been cheated and lied and killed and everything we could imagine for money. Father, you tell us the easy way to determine trust is let's just start small. Are you willing to be faithful with that which God has gifted you, given you the strength and the knowledge and the wisdom and the skill set? to be able to have. We give it back to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you as you give. I was studying a text tonight, and I'm going to ask. I need five or six or seven or eight individuals who will just slip out of your pew right now and just come and get in the altar for me and just begin to intercede for this service. I'm asking them, but if you would just come and say, I'm going I'm to kneel here while pastor's preaching. I'm going to be praying for the results of the Holy Spirit. And if you'll just, if God leads you, directs you, whoever you are, I just want to encourage you, let's build up a wall of prayer. Let's believe God that when we move in the Spirit in a few minutes, that that flow will be easy and that there be no interference from the power of darkness if you want the devil to know where he needs to go, tell him. But you build up that wall of prayer and you say, God, you move. And that's what I want to talk about, three incidences about this thing that we call prayer. The Bible tells us in First and Second Chronicles to seek the Lord in his strength and seek his face continually. That is a process that he says, I want you to stay in an attitude, an atmosphere of seeking after God every day, continually seeking his face. The scripture speaks specifically about the power of prayer because it is that one avenue with which we communicate with God. There are not three avenues, there's one avenue, and that is the power of prayer. It is that vertical relationship that we have with Jesus, and we all have that privilege. We know that the Bible says that that privilege and that, that opportunity, that tool that we have, we have it available to us all the time. And as a result of that, here's what the Bible says in John 16, 23. It says, in that day, you will no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. 
ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. Neil Strait wrote, and I quote, prayer lifts the heart above the battles of life and gives us a glimpse of God's resources which spell victory and hope. And we've been praying now, day 14, fasting for culmination, God. We've been fighting battles. The devil has been angry all because we have decided to accelerate and to expand our prayer life in the power of sacrifice. Prayer will change your life. It gives you poise, peace, and purpose. And we know that we believe that there is absolutely nothing impossible with God, and we admit that not everything is probable, but that's God's business. You see, our business is to pray and to place our faith in action, okay? Now that you prayed, what are you going to do? Here's what he says, put your faith in action. Now that I prayed, put your faith in action. And our text says the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Not a perfect man, but a righteous man. A righteous man is born when we ask Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins, we become cleansed and that carnal nature is now on the altar and God's spirit comes to life in us. You are a walking miracle endowed with the anointing of the Holy Spirit to believe God for anything. But for that to happen, for example, in this room, you will need to gather your thoughts and bring them into compliance of the flow of the Holy Spirit. You will need in your heart, if you want to see God move in a spectacular way, this is the moment with which you say, it is not by might nor by power, but by my Holy Spirit, saith the Lord. So you're not going to function as an individual of flesh and bone. You're going to be able to function tonight because you will it. You will it by your behavior, by your thoughts, by your faith and say, God, tonight is a night I'm going to be used miraculously by the power and the presence of God. Jesus is teaching his disciples in John 16, and he shares with them that as Christians, they're going to suffer loneliness and fear, and they're going to be overburdened, they're going to suffer loss, they're going to weep and lament. So next time you're complaining about life, think about it. The disciples went through it. The next time you think you cannot take it anymore, remember that is a process of life itself. The next time you get wore out and life seems to be mean to you, understand you are still anointed with the power of Jesus Christ and you need to speak the power of faith and not the power of negative comment. Lift up the name of Jesus. Prayer lifts you above that. John 16, 23 in the message version this is what I want you to do. Ask the Father for whatever is in keeping with the things I reveal to you. Ask in my name according to my will, and he'll most certainly give it to you. Your joy will be a river overflowing its banks. So Jesus states that in very difficult situations, the privilege is to believe. The privilege is to believe. The privilege is to believe. If God speaks to you about doing something, what you're required to do is to do it, but you are not responsible for the results. You're obedient to God, and God is responsible for the results. But this is what he said. 
when you give that to me and you have been obedient, your joy will be like a river that overflows its banks. Mark 11, verse 24, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Number two, prayer prepares for change. If you pray, don't expect to remain the same. Don't expect the circumstance to remain the same. You've heard me say at least a hundred times, I believe that when I pray, God answers prayer. Say that with me. I believe that when I pray, God answers prayer. Let's say it again. I believe that when I pray, God answers prayer. Do you believe it? When you pray, God answers prayer. When you believe that, it will begin to change your life, and it will pulsate in your spiritual vein to say, wow, nothing is impossible to God. And when we pray as we verbalize all that in faith, faith is manifested then through our actions. How do we respond to what we've asked God to do? And the Scripture states that God answered, and Peter showed up at the prayer meeting in the text It says there that Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. You're out of your mind, they told her. This is a little lady that went to the gate. And when she kept insisting that it was so, they said it must be an angel. Imagine how this story could have been different had it been written this way as a result of the facts. And Peter showed up, and the little lady looked at Peter and said, wow, Peter, it's unbelievable. And she goes back into the house, and she says, hey, everybody, Peter is outside of the gate. And they responded and said, boy, that's what we've been praying for. Let's go out and give him a Holy Ghost hug. What they did was, you've lost your mind, lady. That can't be Peter. I mean, I realize that we've been spending a lot of time in prayer, but it can't be Peter. You know what the Scripture is trying to reveal to us? That is human nature. And in order for us to enjoy the supernatural power of God, we have to take human nature and put it in its place and say, tonight you will not rule. Tonight I am at liberty to believe my mighty God that whatever I am praying for, God is going to bring to pass, and I am going to behave and act and manifest my faith to the glory and the honor of God. So when you pray, we know that change takes place in your life. I don't know that there's a reasonable person in their right mind, if you have been praying this week and spending extra time, but what you cannot say, buddy, it's changed my life this week. I've been sharper spiritually. I've been more acutely aware of what God is able to do. It will change your spiritual disposition. You'll begin to believe a little more and a little more. It will change in your circumstances, positive and negatively. Let me say that. It'll change your circumstances, positively and negatively. Sometimes our prayer does not bring a positive result to begin with. Sometimes our prayer arouses the enemy, and he comes on stronger than he's ever come. So what? Our God has conquered and overruled any influence or behavior that he has. It is not greater than God's will or God's plan. So don't get nervous when it seems that you prayed 
and it seemed like the enemy is more upset. Give God the glory. I often tell people, well, I, I started coming to church, and I've been praying for my husband or my spouse, and pastor, they've gotten meaner. I said, that's good news. That's good news. It says that something rather than the usual or the normal is beginning to take place. And there's a stirring that they cannot take and they get angry. And that suggests the conviction of the Holy Spirit has knocked on their door and said, hey, no longer am I going to let you just be at peace. I'm going to upset your apple cart. You're going to come to the conclusion that you're going to forsake your way and you're going to follow after me. And until you do, I'm going to hunt you down and be a part of every where you go until you decide to come on down and join the family. Put your hands together. Rejoice when they're upset. Changes in attitude. Too many people pray like little boys who run to the door and knock and knock and knock and then take off and run away, not wanting to get caught for all that knocking. Well, it's high time that we knocked and knocked and knocked until the master opened the door, hallelujah, and says, come on, come on in. We must also be proactive and be prepared for change. You see, when we pray, we need to speak the words of faith. We pray, we need to prepare to make the adjustments in us first. We pray we need to begin to expect and watch for the miraculous, for God to do something out of the ordinary. We're going to have to behave differently. We're going to have to believe differently. We're going to have to expect differently. If we want that which we haven't seen before, begin to behave in a way that says, God, I'm ready for change. I'm going to believe, and I am not moving until it happens. Number three, after you pray, then relax. After you pray, relax. I went for a a massage one time. Hmm. Now, I know some of you go regularly. Sharon and I, and I don't know, Dan might have been with us and other family members in Georgia at a mall. Thought I'm on vacation, we get a, we get a massage here. Got on one of those little ugly looking tables, set like this, put your face through it. It reminds me of when my eyes had detached retina and I was in that hole. I thought they have to be good because, you know, they're, they're individuals that seem to be know what they're doing. The guy said, oh, I'll give you deep massage. Now, I'm going I'm to tell you how ignorant I am. I don't know a deep massage from any other massage. I found out. I'm going to give you deep massage. That man's fingers went places on my back that nobody has ever been. Hit muscle and tissue until I thought, and it was only like $15, I would have given him 30 to get out of the chair. <laughs> Let me loose. Let me loose. Oh, relax, he kept saying. Relax. Oh, you feel that? Yes. Oh, that's very good. No, it's not very good. Oh, you are so tight. No, I'm getting tighter. How many understand? Today, when I, the next day when I got in the car, I, I had to figure a way out how to get in the car. I couldn't look at the rearview mirrors. I'm going... And I'm supposed to be better. Relax. 
Hopefully your massage, whatever it is you get, is better. So Jesus, here it is in Luke 22, another scripture, 41 and 42. He's there. He's headed to the crucifixion. And he takes one last opportunity before arrest. And he gets away like we told you that he did to the disciples in case they had just withdrawn. Where in the world did he go now? He took some of the disciples with him and he, he got in that garden and he prayed, Father, I want to tell you how I feel. If you're willing, take this cup from me. I know what's coming, yet not my will, but your will be done. Here's what I want. But if that's not what you bring to pass, I want you to know that I'm going to relax and stay in the flow of what you want me to do. And in that moment of time, we find that Scripture is the example of releasing to God what God wants to do. When we pray for healing, when we pray for healing, do you know what we want? We want healing. When we pray for deliverance, what we want is deliverance. When we pray for more income, what we want is more income. But what God has interest in is in healing and deliverance and more income. But he has a greater desire in the development of our spiritual posture. And that is to say, when you pray, then you turn it over to me. You put it on the altar and you leave it there. You place it at my feet and then don't you worry about it. It is done according to my will. Most prayers come through someone or something that God is moving and God will move in behalf of our situation. But God could choose to do anything he desires to do. You see, when Jesus prayed, expressed his desire, then he stepped aside and he declared, not my will. Jesus then speaks in his teaching, earlier, come unto me, all you that are weary and burdened, and I'm going to give you rest. Why? By coming into my presence. How many of you understand what it means when you might be frightened or you might be afraid and you get with someone that represents strength and security and you feel like now that I'm in their presence I feel secure you know what that's like I feel secure it's like a kid running to mom and dad's room in the middle of a lightning storm and I'm not talking about the Tampa the Bay uh, what is it hockey team or whatever it is you run there they feel secure you men know what it is to have your little woman. Only say that because I know all you women love it. And she feels afraid. <laughs> Hopefully she can run to you and feel like, buddy, when your arm goes around me, I feel like I'm safe. Here's what he says. You come into my presence. You approach me in prayer. You present your need and you put it down there. And then don't you worry about it. You just relax 
and watch how I move in your behalf. Just come to me, burden, and I'll give you rest. You see, the word prayed sufficiently means the burden, we pray until the burden is lifted. When we pray sufficiently, it means that we feel the confirmation of the Holy Spirit. When we prayed sufficiently, it means that we prayed out our doubt into the power of faith. And Jesus got up and went on his way and expressed his faith to that degree on the cross, fulfilling the will of God. He cried out for mercy for those bringing pain to him. God, forgive them. They don't understand the magnitude of what they're doing. What did he do? He relaxed in the will of the Father and says, really, it doesn't matter what happens to me. I want you to move through this situation. Jesus left his need in the garden on the altar when he prayed, which opened the door for the grace of God to work in him and take control. And what we are about to do is we're about to lay our stuff at the altar. And we're about to have the door open for God's grace. So if God speaks to you and said, you know what, you need to respond to prayer. God speaks to you and say, boy, take a stand and believe God. Revelations 5, verse number 8. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. And each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense which are the prayers of the saints in other words the unanswered prayers of the saints an unanswered prayer doesn't just fade out into oblivion god said there's going to be a time a bowl of those unanswered prayers are going to come before the the heavenly father The garden preceded the cross, and the cross preceded the tomb, and the tomb preceded the resurrection. And right now, the one who taught us, the one who encourages us, the one who saw his life's ministry through perfectly is at the right hand of the Heavenly Father. And right now, he is making intercession for a path for you to get your miracle. He's not playing games with you. He's not holding you up and down like a yo-yo. He can say, if you but believe and you're obedient to me, I will bring to pass my will and an answer to your prayer. Do you believe that? I believe that. Worship team is coming, and we're just going to get into worship here. And here's what we're going to do. We have people praying, and I'm going to ask my leadership, if you will come, go ahead and come on down. Any of you that are prayer group sponsors or whatever, I'm going to ask you to come down. And we're just going to take time to pray for individuals. My heart is heavy because I realize that there are many individuals that are burdened down with burdens beyond their ability to manage and you cannot seem to get any joy or any release. And you're depending on God, and you've prayed, and you've wrung your hands, 
And God is, God is able, and that may have to do with you have a physical challenge that you cannot get deliverance over. Or you have a family member that is just mean, and you do not know what to do with them. It may mean that financially you are going underwater more than you're staying above the water. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to worship. And I'm going to ask you now, if you believe what we preached, I'm going to ask you to respond to the Holy Spirit and say, I'm coming. I want to be anointed and prayed for, and I'm going to believe God that my need is going to be met. So we're going to wait on you now. Just anyone that's here, you come on down as we worship. Would you do that? Let's come together now in Jesus' name, by His Spirit. Oh 